Welcome to Surrey's Greener Future. In these podcasts, we will identify ways where each and every one of us can do our bit to make a difference. We will also keep you updated about a number of local projects supported by Surrey County Council, which are designed to improve the environment. I first talked to Mel Hemmings from Bear and Fair in the early spring before lockdown. She was very enthusiastic about the prospects for her business, supplying ecological cleaning products, reusing empty containers to the people of Woking. I'm with Mel from Bear and Fair, a low-waste living concept. We've come to have a cup of coffee because it's been sleeting, snowing, raining and a cold wind outside. Mel, good morning. Good morning. Lovely to meet you. How long have you been doing Bear and Fair? Well, we've just celebrated our first birthday, actually. We launched uh, just over a year ago. What made you think about the concept? Well, I came across the whole zero waste movement a couple of years ago and was really, really inspired by what I saw people doing just in terms of reducing their day-to-day waste and plastic use. And we started trying to do that as a family of five and it was really easy to start with and for the first six months I was kind of kicking myself as to why, why hadn't I thought to make these changes before and we saw the contents of our bins gradually going down and down to I think we cut it in half in about six months and then it got a lot harder and I was looking for places to refill kind of household consumables and find alternatives like bamboo toothbrushes and reusable cups and things like that without having to order them online and just got quite frustrated that there was nowhere around us and that frustration gradually turned into well why don't I do it then (laughs) and and that's how the idea came about really. So what does Bear and Fair sell? There's two sides to it, really. We do refills of household cleaners and hair and kind of beauty products. So you can bring your empties and refill, and that saves all the plastic packaging. The suppliers we work with work on a circular system, so most of our empties, the the big bulk containers, then go back to be refilled as well. So there's very, very little plastic waste. And then the other side of things is all the kind of sustainable alternatives to a lot of common things that we use around the house. And it's all designed to just make it as easy as possible, really, for people to cut their plastic use, reduce their waste, and buy stuff from more local suppliers as well. Where does Bear and Fair operate? Currently, we operate in Woking Market on a Saturday, so we just trade one day a week. Uh, We've been doing that for the last year. Thankfully, the demand has been increasing all that time, and we're now looking at a permanent shop space in Woking. And there's lots of work going on behind the scenes towards that effect, yeah. So hopefully we'll have some news on that soon. Have you thought of doing online sales, or would that be not where you wish to go? Yeah, so we're just getting very close to launching our online shop on our website and you'll be able to buy all the the non-refill side of things. But really, I wanted to do something that serves kind of the local community that I'm in of Woking and the surrounding areas. So we're also looking at launching a community refill scheme just to try and get the refills out to where people are going to already. So that's going to be our next step as well. How did you get to hear of Surrey's Greener Future? 
I think it was on the Surrey Matters email, actually. I did consider entering. <laughs> I had an idea for promoting reusable menstrual products in schools, actually, uh, which may be something that we try and do in the future, get a campaign going on that. But yeah, I just thought it was a really great idea, actually, and so it was kind of following along what was happening, and it was great to go to the showcase at the end of last year and see all, the, all, the, all these projects that are happening. How does your family react to this They've been great, actually. They've been so supportive. So my husband was kind of ahead of me on a lot of environmental things. He ran for the Green Party locally uh, a few years ago, so um, he was already quite passionate about uh, environmental issues. And our kids have... I mean, they've protested a few of the changes along the way, but generally, you know, when we explain to them why we're doing it, they've, they've actually really got on board with it all and they've ended up doing things like I was really proud last year when one of our daughters wrote a letter to her preschool caterers asking them to cut down how much plastic they used wrapping things in cling film so it's had a real kind of ripple effect in our family actually which has been great. Do you have any contact with other organisations doing similar things? Yeah so there's actually a really great kind of community online of other zero waste shop owners so we are in touch with each other and you know ask each other questions there's some great facebook groups with lots of support and kind of sharing of information and then just locally there's so much going on there's obviously the extinction rebellion groups locally we've got plastic free woking group who are doing lots of work towards getting plastic free status for woking woking bar council are doing lots so we're in touch with them quite a lot been to some of their events there's there's loads happening so if somebody somewhere else in the country or maybe somewhere else in the world wanted to do a similar thing, there are resources they could easily find. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I would say, first of all, just find, have a look and see if there's anyone already doing it in your area because they're popping up all over the place now. One of my aims has always been to try and kind of collaborate with people rather than compete because obviously as soon as you turn something into a business, uh, it can start to get a bit competitive. But the general spirit of the zero waste movement is to collaborate and to help each other out because we're all on the same side really. You know, We're all doing this because we feel really passionately about it and want to make a difference in the world. So, Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. More recently, I caught up with Mel by telephone once non-essential businesses had been allowed to reopen after the lockdown. It was amazing to find out how they'd responded to the lockdown and also how the business is doing now. After some months... And what a few months they've been. You reopened when was it? It was when all the non-essential shops were allowed to reopen. And what changes did you have to make to running a stall in a market? Well, obviously we had to make sure we were adhering to all the government guidance, which we've obviously been following. Had to do a COVID risk assessment. Um, and it's just, I mean, all the basic stuff that everybody's now doing as routine, so the social distancing, you know, marking out the, the distances. We chose to wear masks um, and have the staff wear masks, which wasn't essential as we're out, essentially outside, um, but we just decided to do that anyway. Hand sanitizer, increasing all the cleaning that we're doing. So, yeah, it kind of all feels very routine now, but it felt like a fairly big change. 
time. Your supplier, were they ready and waiting or did you have any difficulties getting supplies? Yes, supply lines have been interesting. So we actually, we were closed at the market for the weeks that the country was in full lockdown, um, but we started doing home deliveries. Um, so we were still using our, most of our suppliers all through the lockdown, actually. There were quite a lot of disruptions and kind of mostly just waiting for things longer than we normally would, but everybody was in the same boat. So, you know, everyone was just trying to do the best they could and we, we had to source a few alternative products for our customers at the time things that just weren't available but generally actually I was quite surprised how great some of our suppliers were at kind of keeping going through it all. Part of your thing is that it's refilling of existing containers isn't it? Mm, yeah that's correct. So are there any issues now with that and kind of government regulations? There's been quite a lot in the media about it over the last few weeks. There was a report released the exact date now but by a body of scientists who were concerned about the environmental impact especially with things like disposable cups and so they released quite a comprehensive study of you know how long um, the virus lasts on things and whether it's actually any less safe and, and basically the, the general summary of that seems to be as long as you're keeping things clean um, and being hygienic then it's not in any way dangerous so that, that's obviously what we've done we've kind of um, encouraging our customers to only bring us clean containers, sanitising hands and all our equipment in between serving. So it's taking us a little bit longer than normal to serve customers, um, but it's certainly doable. Um, and obviously everyone wants to stay safe, so everybody's doing everything they can. What's the level of custom that you're seeing in the market? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one, actually. So we, we do have a great base of local customers, really loyal local customers who have been amazing at, at kind of supporting us through the lockdown and, and kept us afloat really but many of them have now switched over to using our home delivery service which we've kept going because it's been so popular so it feels like we're still kind of settling into what might become the new normal levels at the market but honestly it's been pretty all over the place <laughs> no discernible pattern as of yet some weeks are really busy some weeks are exactly the same as we're kind of pre-lockdown sales some weeks are really quiet so we're still just waiting to see what happens and, and we're still just showing up for our customers that do want to come to us and you're still just doing one day a week is it that's right yeah we're just doing one day a week and then we're doing local home deliveries twice a week and we've just partnered up with a new cargo bike courier company so they're doing our deliveries for us now so they're all zero emission which is great okay yes zero emissions and good exercise by the sound of it yes i i don't envy the guy who does it actually cycling around with a lot of weight in the back of his bike but he does it well that's good to hear great to catch up with you thank you very much and i hope it all goes well oh, it's a pleasure In the final part of this podcast, I talked to one of the suppliers to Bear and Fair, a company called Sessi, about their ecological products and processes. Uh, you, your 
That is correct, yes. I'm talking with Rena and Paul, who are with the company Sessi that supplies Bear and Fair. Now, could you tell me what it is that makes your products environmentally friendly? Basically, we have worked for years to try and, and achieve formulas that are vegan, cruelty-free, and biodegradable. So the intention is that this product should clean without causing any harm to humans or our environment. So you use different chemicals than the major detergent manufacturers? That's right, we do. We have a variety of, of products from cleaning products to skin care and, and hair care products. And we work with different partners and manufacturers. Some of the products are very basic, like bicarbonate and vinegar, which are meant to be very effective, but they come at a very low price for those who can't afford sort of more formulated cleaning products. Bicarbonate and vinegar are very traditional cleaning products, I think. And we were the first to supply them because we knew that, A, it's a very simple product, there is not a big process in making those, but also that a lot of people can afford them. There's another aspect to being an environmental product, not just the chemistry in, inside the toiletry or the detergent, but also the means by which you get the product to the consumer. So SESI only works with zero packaging products. So if we're supplying a detergent in a container, we always take the container back, rinse it and refill it. That will be a bulk container, I presume, because people provide their own container when they buy the product from the retailer. Absolutely. So we supply, generally speaking, in 20 litre tubs to retailers. That's about the heaviest that's easily moved around. Uh, by hand, but we obviously receive products in one-ton containers from uh, various manufacturers, and those, uh, what are called IBCs or industrial bulk containers, come to us. We empty them, decanting into the 20 litres using gravity, so no carbon footprint there, and return the IBCs back to the manufacturer, and they rinse and refill. The other product we uh, supply in refillable containers is powders. And for us, another aspect of, of the campaign at SESI is ensuring that the washing of the tub is not your mainstream industrial way. The industrial way of uh, washing containers for the industry is through a, a method of using very harsh chemicals to get rid of every trace in the container and then high-pressure water, which is enormous in terms of wasting water to wash a 20-litre container. So at Tessie, we don't use that, that kind of service. We wash the tubs ourselves mainly with water. And how long have you been in business? Since 2006, our cleaning products started being developed since 2013. We were... Uh, supplying our ecological products only in Oxfordshire within our community action groups, which is a, a body formed by 80 climate action groups 
of which Percy is one. But after we run a, a free of charge national workshop for startups who wanted to learn a little bit how to set up a, a, a zero waste operation, we started getting inquiries beyond Oxfordshire. And so we started growing in the last couple of years, two or three years actually now. And now we supply to the whole of the UK. So you supply across the UK and roughly how many businesses are you supplying at the current time? On paper, we have registered 340 stockists. I can say with all honesty that at least 40 of them are not active. And that includes uh, England, Wales, Scotland and the Channel Islands. You know, the cornerstone of our social enterprises is the the philosophical aspect of it, because we are a social enterprise and we, we, uh, we're not big on marketing. We, we're, not, we're not a marketing operation and we're not trying to glamorize products. So we, we're very keen in, in such a, to be a one, a campaign and to a network rather than a franchise. And so in, in the spirit of, of, of uh, doing that, uh, the focus for us is to strengthen local economies, support the small sector, and doing so by supplying ecological products in a way that reduce waste and plastic pollution. Well, thank you very much. It's been lovely to talk to you both. And thank you. you very much. Thank you so much. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio as part of Surrey's Greener Future programme. Please use this material to help inform others.